BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ever thought about owning a piece of history? Introducing the Newt Gingrich Contract with America coin from Legacy Precious Metals. My limited edition silver coin celebrates the historic Republican victory in 1994, marking a turning point in American politics. Give a gift with real historical weight this season. Order now at NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. That's NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. On this episode of Newt's World, I'm going to offer you a dramatically different view of what happened in federal court yesterday in Miami when President Trump was arraigned. I think this is part of a gigantic picture, a picture that includes the legal efforts of the Democrats in New York City, the efforts of the Democrats in Atlanta, the effort of the Justice Department of the District of Columbia. There is an all-out assault to destroy Donald Trump. And it's an assault based on a very simple fact. Trump is the greatest threat to the current system of power that we have seen since Ronald Reagan. And unlike Reagan, he's prepared to take them head on. Reagan was brilliant. I was honored to serve with him. He certainly shaped my feelings and my experiences and my understanding. But Reagan was so focused on defeating the Soviet Union that he didn't really focus as much as he should have on the problems here at home because, frankly, there's a limit to how much any one person can do. The result was, as Reagan himself said in his farewell address in January of 1989, that the underlying cancers, which had first really shown up in the 1960s, people tend to forget that we had 2,500 bombings in the 1960s. We had a campaign to kill policemen in the 1960s. We had a very serious effort to undermine and weaken the United States. It gradually receded, and yet, even in 1972, Theodore White, in describing the McGovern campaign, said that the crisis for McGovern was that the liberal ideology had been transmuted into a liberal theology, and that liberal theology has metastasized since then. And the result's been a view on the left that is stunningly against the America that historically grew up, provided freedom, and gave us a dramatically better country with greater wealth, greater opportunity for everybody. Ultimately, in America, you can achieve things, and we prove it every day because we have people of all kinds of backgrounds 
who do very, very well. Well, the modern left is against all that. They want us to become a country that uses their language, that obeys their rules, that accepts their values, and they're prepared to punish us until we do it. The greatest obstacle they have faced is Donald J. Trump because he's not a traditional politician. He doesn't calculate in traditional ways. He's a guy who's used to taking on the odds, who created an empire in one generation, who had a primetime television show for 13 years, and who is very confident that if the choice is between him and the 25 or 30 percent of the country that represents this new radical left, he's willing to take them head on. That's led to a level of vindictiveness, hatred, dishonesty. It's been astonishing. It's easy to forget that by the middle of 2016, people on the left were already talking about impeaching Trump. There was an entire project in which parts of the FBI participated to smear Trump with a Russian hoax, which turned out to be totally phony, developed by the Clinton campaign. And yet it went on for a long stretch of time. So what you've had building up to today is greater and greater and greater anxiety by the left because no matter what they've done to him, he hasn't collapsed. He hasn't faded. He is currently the front runner for the Republican nomination. He is in many polls now ahead of Biden. And suddenly they're faced with the terrifying possibility that like Grover Cleveland, he could become the first president to be reelected after losing since happened to Cleveland in the late 19th century. And the thought of a President Trump back in office, having learned everything about the people who hate America and the people who would undermine and radically change America, well, if you're on the left, that terrifies you. The result has been an all-out assault to try to destroy him. Rules that were never applied to others, certainly not applied to Hillary Clinton, not applied to Bill Clinton, rules that suddenly became relevant because it was Donald J. Trump. And so he's faced efforts in New York in the local court to destroy him. He's faced efforts in Atlanta, which will, I suspect, lead to an indictment sometime in July or August. He is faced with two different Justice Department efforts, one in Miami based on Mar-a-Lago and documents, the other in the District of Columbia. By the way, in the District of Columbia, Trump got 5% of the vote. 19 out of every 20 voters in the District of Columbia voted against Trump. So I'll let you decide how fair a trial he could expect to get in D.C. All of this effort is going into taking on the front runner for the Republican nomination. We've never had this kind of effort historically against a political figure of this scale. It just hasn't been done. We've moved in the other direction. We believe that the voters should decide that you give them the information, let them make up their mind. But that's clearly not what the Biden administration is doing. And so I think we have to confront what was Miami all about. Miami was about a methodical, deliberate effort, first of all, to abuse the 1917 Act, which was designed to deal with foreign espionage and to ignore the reality that the act which deals with White House papers doesn't have any criminal penalties. It only has civil penalties. So in principle, 
even if Trump were guilty of taking documents he shouldn't have taken, they would normally not be dealt with as a criminal matter. But go a step further. It turns out that Bill Clinton took lots of documents, many of them classified. And when it got to the Supreme Court, the court decided that was his legal right, that the President of the United States personally can take the documents that he believes are important to him. There's no superior to an incumbent President of the United States. So the left has to twist itself into a pretzel, argue that even though it didn't apply to Bill Clinton, even though destroying 30-some thousand emails by Hillary Clinton didn't apply, nor did taking a hammer to break up the hard drive of her computers apply, nor did Biden having documents hidden away in a variety of places that were unprotected, including, by the way, a Chinese-funded site, you can't make this stuff up, that was actually in Chinatown in D.C. None of those things matter, of course, because they are Democrats and they're liberals, and therefore they're above suspicion. But now Donald Trump, he's a problem. And the truth is, he is a problem. Trump is a maverick, a self-made man, a person who has great entrepreneurial capabilities, and he's fearless. And he has been steadily, methodically, taking on the left, taking on their power projections, the things they've been doing. And they're terrified that he could win re-election. And he probably could. The truth is, most recent polls indicate that he would beat Joe Biden. Now, what's their reaction? Knock him out. Don't allow him to run. And yet they have a problem. There is nothing in the constitutional definition of running for president which is affected by what they're doing. It defines a certain age, defines you had to have been born in the United States. That's it. Just as once upon a time Boston elected a mayor while he was serving time in prison, it's conceivable that the people in the United States could get so angry that they elect Trump under any circumstance. And there's no evidence in the polling data so far that all of these endless assaults on him have had much impact. They've tried to impeach him twice. They've gone after him now legally in every way they can. And it doesn't seem to affect him. Here's where I think we are. There is a militant minority that believes in a radically different America, an America in which sexual behavior trumps virtually everything else, an America in which you're not supposed to help the poor learn how to work because, in fact, you want to keep them dependent, an America in which the government matters and the citizens don't, an America in which all of us are expected to accept schools in which nobody learns anything, but at least we're paying the teachers' union, an America in which power is centralized and the rest of us are supposed to shut up. That's where the left wants to go. They're pretty clear about it. I mean, listen to what they say. Look at their programs. And the fact is, that's an America that would be an ally of communist China. That's an America where it makes perfect sense for the governor of Michigan to take millions of dollars from the Chinese communists to build a plant. That's an America in which they find way after way to allow the Chinese to dominate. And so you'd end up with a much weaker America, a much smaller America, an America with much less freedom, but an America in which the government employees unions would be fine, but small businesses would be crushed by taxation. We'd have to hire 80,000 new IRS agents to go out and harass Americans. But if you're a big enough corporation, if you have a sweetheart deal with China or somebody else, then you're okay. 
I think this is a real crisis of who we are and what we're going to become. I think that uh, the objective reality is that the left is going to do everything it can to attack Donald J. Trump because he is the real threat. A normal, everyday Republican willing to work with the establishment, that's not a threat. They'll just keep growing. They'll keep acquiring power. They'll keep brainwashing. They'll make sure that the universities continue to produce another generation of people who believe things that aren't true, but that fit the ideology of the left. So they don't mind a normal, everyday Republican. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Throughout history, there are clear moments that define our nation's path, and now you can own a piece of that history. I'm thrilled to announce the Newt Gingrich Contract with America coin from Legacy Precious Metals. My limited edition... One-ounce silver coin commemorates the historic victory in 1994 when the Republican Party, under my leadership, took control of Congress. The Newt Gingrich contract with America coin also symbolizes the transformative political platform that led to landmark achievements like the overhaul of the welfare system and the Balanced Budget Act. This holiday season, give the gift of history. The Newt Gingrich contract with America coin is more than an investment. It's a tribute to honest government and to America. Available to order right now by calling 866-484-4043. That's 866-484-4043. Or order online at NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. That's NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer songwriter and composer John Batiste the all-new Infinity QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hi, this is Newt. In my new book, March the Majority, The Real Story of the Republican Revolution, I offer strategies and insights for everyday citizens and for seasoned politicians. It's both a guide for political success and for winning back the majority in 2024. March the Majority outlines the 16-year campaign to write the contract with America, explains how we elected the first Republican House majority in 40 years, and how we worked with President Bill Clinton to pass major reforms 
including four consecutive balanced budgets. March to the Majority tells the behind-the-scenes story of how we got it done. Go to gingrich360.com book and order your copy now. Order it today at gingrich360.com book. Trump turned out to be a shocking threat because he was really outside the system. He didn't play the game. He'd been a donor. He'd been involved as a real estate guy. He understood politics in a lot of different ways. But it wasn't his business. He hadn't been trained into being part of the gang. And so he simply applied things he believed in and began to disrupt everything. And that drove the establishment crazy. Because, after all, one has to be elegant. For many people who are part of the Republican establishment, it's better to lose elegantly, to see your values decay gradually, to accept the dominance of the left, but do it in a way that you can all have Sunday lunch together. Trump broke all that up. He violated it. He actually was serious about changing things. He was serious about taking on the left. And therefore, the left in its bureaucratic forms took him on. The best examples of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, which it is clear from a variety of reports, from the Inspector's General Report, from the report by Durham, that the FBI was breaking the law. But, of course, who's going to prosecute them if, in fact, the people in charge of prosecution are on the left? So you end up with the police policing in favor of the government against the people and being protected by their very existence as part of the government, you end up with schools that can't teach, children that aren't learning, a decaying American system, and one in which is going to be less and less capable of competing with China unless we very dramatically turn things around. And there's one person who has shown a consistent willingness to turn things around, and that's Donald J. Trump, which, by the way, makes him really dangerous. So if you belong to the people committed to a decaying America, an America dominated by various examples of woke behavior, if you really believe that it's really important for the American military to spend more time on social values than it spends on defending America, then this is an enormous threat to you. And the result has been that the vilification of Trump and anybody who's for Trump has been on any. It's really been something that we've almost never seen in American history on this scale and this depth, except maybe the period just before the Civil War. Yet the reality has been that the American people have kept Trump alive. In the last survey, 61% of Republicans wanted Trump to be the nominee. Now, why is that? Because they see him as the bulwark against all the things I'm describing. Yeah, he has weaknesses. Yes, there are lots of things you can criticize. But the bigger story is that he is ultimately the person who has the guts, the toughness, and has proven it to stand up to the left, to stand up to the bureaucrats, to stand up to the FBI, and to do what is necessary. Here's what the next phase will be. The country will increasingly drift towards Trump, partially just because the Biden administration is failing. You look at the inflation rate. You look at the problems we have in terms of our bureaucracies. You look at the failure on the border. You look at what's happening with drugs. There's so many different areas where people look up and go, this isn't working. 
and Joe Biden has no capacity to turn it around, nor does he have any ideological belief that would turn it around. In fact, just the opposite. What we have is a situation in which we are faced with a government that cannot deliver. First of all, its bureaucracies can't function very well. Second, the values they're trying to implement don't work. And third, the allies they're seeking are dangerous to America. You watch over the next few months with China. As the Biden administration keeps trying to be nice to the Chinese, while the Chinese dictatorship is not very nice to the Biden administration, it is an astonishing thing to be watching. The result is that the country is going to become more and more unhappy. As it's more unhappy, it's going to want somebody to really change things. The person most likely to really change things is, in fact, Donald J. Trump. And he's proven that. Therefore, Donald J. Trump has to be imprisoned, shrunk, attacked, eliminated. In some way, they've got to get him off the game. Because if he's on the game and he wins the game and he becomes president again, given everything he's now learned, he will probably tear apart the world they want to build. That's why, from the standpoint of the left, this is life and death. They cannot allow Trump to exist. They cannot allow him to be a candidate. Therefore, they've got to find some way to go after him, and they have found two or three avenues of attack, and their hope is that one of them will work. They're going to attack him for what happened on January 6th and wrap it all up as his fault. And they're going to try him for, in one way or another for January 6th. They're going to attack him for what he took to Mar-a-Lago. Even though in the Clinton case, President Clinton won the argument that he could take all sorts of documents, that it was his prerogative. And that went all the way to the Supreme Court, and they've already decided it. So it's a little hard to understand why Trump, with documents at Mar-a-Lago, is somehow guilty, while Clinton, with documents that he took, is not guilty. But that's the gamble they're going to take. They're going to consistently go after him because they cannot stand the prospect that Trump unattacked, Trump unindicted, Trump not having to go to a jury trial is just simply going to beat them. And yet the reason he's going to beat them is twofold. First, we've learned you're not going to be able to have Mark Zuckerberg spend $420 million to try to change the election the way he did back in 2020. You're not going to be able to have the kind of strange voting in places like Pennsylvania, where there were a huge number of paper ballots that just happened to be out there and where Pennsylvania Supreme Court overruled its own rulings in order to protect them. You're not going to be able to have the kind of bias that blocked people from learning about Hunter Biden's laptop and literally knocked the New York Post out of being covered by social media because they were reporting what now we all know is the truth. You're not going to be able to have 51 former intelligence officers sign a letter that's a lie, which it was, defending the Hunter Biden case. All of those things, they've done it. They've tried it. It ain't going to work twice. And the result's going to be, I think, the potential for a landslide to build. And the landslide will be really simple. Do you want four more years of the current disaster, or do you want to change? And if that becomes a test question, given everything that's been happening, given the cost of living, given the difficulty we've had, given the rise in crime, given the flood across the border, given the rise in drug deaths, 
My hunch is on a referendum of change or stay the same, stay the same is going to get beaten very badly. That's what the left is afraid of. And the only way they can stop it, they think, is to stop Trump. And so what you really saw happening in Miami was an election process, not a legal process. They are deliberately abusing the law. They are deliberately doing things that have never been done in American history. We have never had a major political figure on the verge of running for president attacked by the legal system in this kind of a way. It's going to continue to happen. And if you watched over the last few days, and if you watched Trump, you know, who shows up in Miami, does what he's supposed to do, after he was arraigned in Miami and stopped at a very famous Cuban restaurant, Versailles, on his way out of town, to a huge crowd, by the way, he went to his club in New Jersey in Bedminster, where he gave a very important speech, lays out the case, cites the Clinton example, makes very clear that he's not exhausted by this. He's not wounded by this. If this is the fight, he's in the fight. And we've had no evidence so far that when Donald Trump takes somebody on head to head, that the other person is going to win. So my hunch is that what you're seeing is a unique, historic moment. And what you're going to see is the vast majority of the country repudiate the people who have failed. They're going to repudiate their legal maneuvers. They're going to repudiate their policies. They're going to repudiate their performance. And that will make the 2024 election one of the great watersheds in American history. And I think that's what's really going on. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Throughout history, there are clear moments that define our nation's path, and now you can own a piece of that history. I'm thrilled to announce the Newt Gingrich Contract with America coin from Legacy Precious Metals. My limited edition, one-ounce silver coin commemorates the historic victory in 1994 when the Republican Party, under my leadership, took control of Congress. The Newt Gingrich Contract with America coin also symbolizes the transformative political platform that led to landmark achievements like the overhaul of the welfare system and the Balanced Budget Act. This holiday season, give the gift of history. The Newt Gingrich Contract with America coin is more than an investment. It's a tribute to honest government and to America. Available to order right now by calling 866-484-4043. That's 866-484-4043 or order online at NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. That's NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City Featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I don't want you just to listen to my analysis. I want to share with you what President Trump said at Bedminster after he got done in Miami. And I want you to listen to it, and then you decide whether this is a person who's going to be intimidated, this is a person who's going to be pushed out of public life, this is a person who's going to be talked into giving up. Personally, I think Donald J. Trump is tough enough, believes in America deeply enough, and has enough of a sense as an idealist that the patriotic thing to do is to stand and fight. But you listen to his speech and you decide. Today we witness the most evil and heinous abuse of power in the history of our country. Very sad thing to watch. A corrupt sitting president had his top political opponent arrested on fake and fabricated charges of which he and numerous other presidents would be guilty. Right in the middle of a presidential election in which he is losing very badly. This is called election interference and yet another attempt to rig and steal a presidential election. More importantly, it's a political persecution like something straight out of a fascist or a communist nation. This day will go down in infamy and Joe Biden will forever be remembered as not only the most corrupt president in the history of our country, but perhaps even more importantly, the president who, together with a band of his closest thugs, misfits, and Marxists, tried to destroy American democracy. But they will fail, and we will win bigger and better than ever before. Charging a former president of the United States under the Espionage Act of 1917, wasn't meant for this. An act for a crime so heinous that only the death penalty would do and threatening me with 400 years in prison for possessing my own presidential papers, which just about every other president has done, is one of the most outrageous and vicious legal theories ever put forward in an American court of law. The Espionage Act has been used to go after traitors and spies. It has nothing to do with a former president legally keeping his own documents. As president, the law that applies to this case is not the Espionage Act, but very simply the Presidential Records Act, which is not even mentioned in this ridiculous 44-page indictment. Under the Presidential Records Act, which is civil, not criminal, I had every right to have these documents. The crucial legal precedent is laid out in the most important case ever on the subject known as the Clinton Sox case. You know what that means? After leaving the White House, Bill Clinton kept 79 audio tapes in his sock drawer. They included discussions of U.S. military involvement in Haiti, 
discussions of U.S. foreign policy, both defense and offense, against Cuba, recordings of President Clinton's conversations with all of the many foreign leaders at the time. Think of that. Sensitive facts about trade negotiations taken from presidential briefings, discussions with the Secretary of State about conflict in Bosnia, and much, much more. Very big stuff. Not only was Bill Clinton never even considered for criminal prosecution based on the tapes he took, but when he was sued for them, he won the case. Judge Amy Berman Jackson's decision states under the statutory scheme established by the Presidential Records Act, the decision to segregate personal materials from presidential records is made by the President during the President's term and in the President's sole discretion. You're surprised to hear that, aren't you? Any normal administration, even an opposing one, would consider that to be the end, but not the corrupt Biden administration. The Sox decision, as it's known, also states, quote, the National Archives and Records Administration, or NARA, does not have the authority to designate material as presidential records. I don't have the authority. NARA does not have the tapes in question, and NARA lacks any right, duty, or means to seize control of them. This is law. The President enjoys unconstrained authority to make decisions regarding the disposal of documents. That's unconstrained to make that decision. Neither the archivist nor Congress has the authority to veto the President's decision. The Presidential Records Act does not confer any mandatory or even discretionary authority on the archivist to classify records. Under the statute, this responsibility is left solely to the President of the United States. Think of that. That's the decision. Think of that. Now, just think of that. In other words, whatever documents the President decides to take with him, he has the right to do so. It's an absolute right. This is the law. And that is something that people have now seen, and it couldn't be more clear. They ought to drop this case immediately because they're destroying the country. And this is why no other president, even those who kept far more documents than I, has ever been even investigated, let alone charged with a crime because the sham indictment put forward by the Biden administration included staged photographs of boxes at Mar-a-Lago. Many people have asked me why I had these boxes. Why did you want them? The answer, in addition to having every right under the Presidential Records Act, is that these boxes were containing all types of personal belongings, many, many things, shirts and shoes and everything. As can be seen in the picture where someone, not me, I wonder who it might have been, dumped one of the very neatly arranged boxes all over the floor. They were full of newspapers, press clippings, thousands of pictures, thousands and thousands of White House pictures. The White House photographers, some are with us today. They took so many pictures and we saved all of them and they were in those boxes. 
clothing, memorabilia, and much, much more. I hadn't had a chance to go through all the boxes. It's a long, tedious job. It takes a long time, which I was prepared to do, but I have a very busy life. I've had a very busy life. They make it more busy because you're always fighting. And under the Sox decision, there seemed to be no rush. I wasn't in a rush because that decision was law. The other picture that was so vile, you remember that one, it was angry and corrupt, was the photo staged by the FBI. And those that raided Mar-a-Lago, they were putting documents all over the floor. Remember that famous picture? All over, say confidential, said presidential, said all sorts of things. And it was supposed to be there like it was that way when they raided. It wasn't that way. They put them there, took the picture, and released it illegally to the press. They took my medical records, my passport, my birth certificate, and apologized. They even brought a safe cracker. This is a professional safe cracker they brought into Mar-a-Lago. And they broke into my safe. And you know what they found? Nothing. There was nothing there. Nothing there. And zero. According to the Presidential Records Act, which was a big deal, I was supposed to negotiate with NARA, which is exactly what I was doing until Mar-a-Lago was raided by gun-toting FBI agents. I have security tapes of it. I gave them security tapes of everything in a flagrant violation of the Fourth Amendment of the Constitution, which protects the right against unreasonable search and seizure. And Sebastian, you covered very well, I must say. Very well. I'm not the one who thinks I'm above the law. I'm the one that followed the law. I'm the only one. It's Joe Biden and his corrupt Department of Injustice who think they are above the law. Never before have the two standards of justice in our country been more starkly revealed. Joe Biden had troves of classified documents from his time as vice president and even as a senator, which was completely and totally illegal. In fact, other senators heard about it. Dick Durbin heard about it. You have to see his response. There's no way that's totally illegal. Took him as a senator out of a skiff. They were shocked when they found out. They actually thought it was impossible to do. Biden sent 1,850 boxes to the University of Delaware, making the search very, very difficult for anybody. And he refuses to give them up, and he refuses to let people even look at them. And then they say how he's behaving so nicely. Many of Biden's classified documents were in Chinatown, D.C., Chinatown, which is shocking considering his family received so much money from China. I wonder how many times the Friends of ours from China reviewed those documents. Chinatown, D.C. Others were unsecured at his so-called Penn Biden Center in Washington, which paid Biden approximately $1 million a year. The money supposedly coming from China and still other classified documents were strewn all over his garage floor, where his now famous Corvette is stored. He's so proud of that car. There was no security, and the door was left open most of the time, it was open. All of those classified documents, all of those documents strewn all over the floor, piled up like junk. 
unlike me, who had absolute declassification authority as president, Joe Biden, as vice president, had no authority to declassify and no right to possess the documents. He had no right. Instead of falling under the Presidential Records Act, Biden's actions fell under a much stricter Federal Records Act, which has very, very tough criminal penalties. Yet nothing happens to Crooked Joe. Nothing happened. Have you heard anything about the big search for his documents? No, only me. Most infamously of all, Hillary Clinton set up an illegal private server in her basement. You never heard this story with the deliberate intention of violating public information laws so she could hide her pay-for-play scandals at the Clinton Foundations or whatever. Hillary stored vast quantities of classified and sensitive information on her illicit server. Some of it happened to leak. It leaked into Anthony Weiner's computer. Remember Anthony Weiner? Into his computer. You don't want to be on his computer. And all of it was illegal because, thankfully, she was never president. She didn't have the powers to declassify. Thank you. Thank you. She didn't have the powers to declassify. It's a big difference. And neither did Joe. You know, Joe didn't have your mind. Have a drink. It's a little bit cooler than it was. It's pretty hot out here. Thank you. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Great birthday. Nice birthday, isn't it? They were saying happy birthday. I was with, I was with Eric and Laura, the kids. Happy birthday, Grandpa. Happy. And I said, oh, great. I just got charged with, they want 400 years approximately. If you add them all up, a fake, a fake 400 years. Oh, thank you, darling. That's so nice. It's a wonderful birthday. Oh, we're going to make it into the greatest birthday of all. We'll make it into the greatest birthday of all. When caught, Hillary then deleted an acid wash. Nobody does that because of the expense, but it's pretty conclusive. 33,000 emails in defiance of a congressional subpoena already launched. The subpoena was there, and she decided to uh, delete acid wash and then smash and destroy her cell phones with a hammer. And then they say, I participated in an obstruction? Now, think of it. That's called... Obstruction. There's never been obstruction as grave as that. She did this in the face of everything, and yet nobody did anything about it. The FBI and the DOJ protected her, did not issue subpoenas, did not use a grand jury, did not execute search warrants, and then the corrupt head of the FBI, James Comey, declared no reasonable prosecutor would bring a case. Can you believe it? And that was just one of many items. Hillary Clinton broke the law, and she didn't get indicted. Joe Biden broke the law, and in many other ways, we're finding out, and so far has not gotten indicted. 
I did everything right and they indicted me. But you know, we're serving as a great example in the case of Bill Clinton's national security advisor. Remember that? Sandy Berger. He was caught stealing classified documents from the National Archives, very big ones, very important ones, by stuffing them in his pants. That's pretty. And putting them also in his socks. And he destroyed them and cut the tape with scissors, cut them all up. What Berger did was highly illegal, but he was given nothing, no jail time, nothing, nothing happened. There are countless other examples. Bill Clinton, who I happen to like, hard to believe, right? Before I did this, I was actually quite friendly with him. Nice guy. They should have used him a little bit more as an advisor on the 2016 election. He said, you know, you better get to Wisconsin, you're going to lose. No, we're not. You better get to Michigan, you're going to lose. No, we're not. They did. Bill Clinton lost the nuclear codes and absolutely nothing was done about it. He lost the nuclear codes. The George W. Bush White House lost 22 million emails, a record. NARA cannot assure a complete transfer of any of the Bush records. A document-shredding truck was spotted on the way to Dick Cheney's house. Can you imagine? Hillary Clinton took hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of furniture, china, flatware, rugs, and more from the White House. And she wasn't prosecuted. How about that one? She took the furniture and the china. How about if Trump did that? You think Trump would have a little problem? The horrific violations of my rights by crooked Joe Biden's weaponized Department of Injustice are unthinkable. It's unthinkable what's happened. So bad for our country. Democrats all, they lawlessly pierced my attorney-client privilege with lawyers. What they did to lawyers, what they have done to our lawyers, our lawyers, all of our lawyers, they've done things that were absolutely horrible and unthinkable. The leaking has been unbelievable and highly illegal. They leak. We've learned more about, from the Washington Post, New York Times, about the DOJ's boxes hoax. It's a boxes hoax than from prosecutors themselves. We want to read about it. You pick up the Washington Post, which is not doing well, or you pick up the New York Times. But they'll do better now because of these things. You know, this is the only way they survive, but they'll end up dying. But it's not supposed to be that way. We don't want to learn from the times. We don't want to learn from leaks. We want to learn from the people we're supposed to learn from. It's like a leaking sieve in Washington. But we learn nothing about the Biden bribery scheme or special counsel Robert Hur's investigation. Robert Hur is doing the Biden investigation. He's a very respected, very nice person. Very nice person. Mine's not such a nice person. Mine's a deranged lunatic, <laughs> which are many times the magnitude of ours in both number and severity. That's the prosecutor that they gave. He has found nothing. He totally exonerated Mike Pence. I'm happy about that. Mike did nothing wrong, but he happened to have classified documents in his house. But they uh, exonerated him, and uh, Biden is a different story. I mean, so much. You have to really think about what I said as a senator. He took all of those documents. It's unprecedented. The prosecutor in the case, I will call it our case, is a thug. 
I've named him Deranged Jack Smith. I wonder what his name used to be. Jack Smith. It sounds so innocent, doesn't it? Jack Smith. What's his name? Jack Smith. He's a very nice man. He's a behind-the-scenes guy, but his record is absolutely atrocious. He does political hit jobs. He's been known to viciously arrest a certain governor. You know the governor? Bob McDonald of Virginia and absolutely ruined his life and the life of his family. All these wonderful family members, I knew them. Only to have the case overturned eight to nothing by the Supreme Court. He destroyed that man and he destroyed that family. And by the way, I will tell you, I'm here and I love you all and we can take it. But what these thugs, what these thugs have done to my family is a disgrace. I will tell you that. And I say it to all of the fake news because there's a lot of it back there. What they did to my family and that young man right there, he's answered more subpoenas than any human being in the history of the world. And you know what? They have nothing after all of those subpoenas, literally thousands of them. Congress, fake councils, Mueller report, all of this. All he did is answer subpoenas all the time. At least he's become very experienced at that. Congratulations. But Eric is fantastic. And what he and Don and Ivanka and the whole group, that's what they've gone through. And these are serious people. These are serious people. But what he's done to my family, what they have done to my family is horrible. He also tried to railroad John Edwards on a completely bogus legal theory that didn't hold up in court. It's no wonder this raging lunatic was shipped off to The Hague to prosecute war criminals using globalist tribunals, not beholden to the Constitution or the rule of law. Two things Jack Smith clearly disdains. You take a look at this guy. He looks like a thug. But then I watched him make a speech the other day and he was trembling because it wasn't his territory. He feels much safer in the inner sanctums of the Department of Injustice where he can be in his room and scream at people. He's a raging and uncontrolled Trump hater, as is his wife, who also happened to be the producer of that Michelle Obama puff piece. Total puff piece. This is the guy I've got. Don't forget this persecution is being done by the same weaponized agencies that for seven years have been running illegal psychological warfare campaigns against the American people, much as if they were trying to destabilize a foreign country. From the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax to the no collusion Mueller witch hunt to impeachment hoax number one, impeachment hoax number two, the 51 lying intelligence officers, how about them? They said it's Russia disinformation, and they knew it wasn't, which made about, according to some of the great pollsters that are right here, made from anywhere from a 10 to 17 point difference. And yet we still got more votes than any sitting president in history in the second election. And we actually did much better in the second election than we did in the first election. The fake dossier paid for by the Democrats. How about the fake dossier? Remember that one? You think that was easy to go home and say, hello, darling, how are you, when they read about that? It wasn't easy at all. Spying on my campaign, we caught them spying on my campaign. 
the FBI, Twitter files, and so much more. It's all been a battle of disinformation, one thing after the other, and all to protect the radical left misfits. It's also no coincidence that these charges against me came down the very same day. Evidence revealed Joe Biden took a $5 million bribe from Ukraine. Took a $5 million bribe. But the FBI and the Justice Department don't even want to talk about it. They showed something on television tonight. It had zero time on the three major networks, zero. But my uh, impeachment had almost all the time. I think I had 351 minutes. They had no minutes. Okay? I think a lot of people are going to vote. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to vote. I will tell you, I just left Miami, and I've never seen love in the streets like that. I've never seen it. We've seen a lot of love. I've never seen love like that, because they know, they know what we all go through. They know what we've gone through, and they see it, and they're smart. And, you know, many of those people coming from Cuba, Venezuela, other countries, they've seen this happening to their countries. I used to say that the United States, if it keeps going this way, it's going to be Venezuela on steroids. And now we're buying oil from Venezuela. Can you believe it? We have more liquid gold under our feet than any other nation, but we're buying tar from Venezuela, and we're refining it in Houston, the dirtiest, worst oil probably anywhere in the world, and we're refining it. So you can imagine what's going up in the air and our beautiful stuff we're not taking out of the ground and making a lot of money and paying off debt and reducing taxes still further, which we were in the process of doing. They want to distract from the real espionage and the real crime, so let's use President Trump to do so. Let's go out and let's indict President Trump so they don't talk about the $5 million bribe. Just yesterday, Senator Grassley revealed that the Burisma executive who allegedly paid the bribe reportedly has Crooked Joe on tape. They have 17 tapes, I understand. That must, he must be a nice guy to deal with, right? The guy from Burisma, nice company. They got him and Hunter on 17 different tapes, supposedly. But the FBI isn't showing them. Remember, they impeached me for asking a simple question about Biden's corrupt dealings in Ukraine. And now they see that once again, I was right. I was right. I was totally right. <laughs> Joe Biden and the radical left can take foreign bribes and be totally protected. Republicans all, you must finally get tough. You've got to get tough. You've got to get tough and you've got to show them. When you arrest your leading political opponent, we no longer have a democracy. When people are allowed to pour through our open borders and our elections are rigged, our country is in very serious trouble. When inflation is allowed to rage, when energy independence and dominance, it's, we had independence and dominance. We were going to be soon very, very dominant. Within six months, we we're going to dominate the whole world with energy, make a fortune. We were going to be paying off debt and lowering taxes at a level that nobody's ever seen. And they came in and they ended it. But when that's taken away from us, when interest rates and taxes spiral upward in an uncontrolled way, when murders are allowed to roam, murders, these are horrible killers, murderers are allowed to roam the streets of our Democrat-run cities unchecked. But the incompetent district attorney in New York indicts Trump for a crime that everybody agrees, every pundit, everybody, there is no crime. But murderers go out 
And nobody ever even comes and knocks on their door, and they know they're there, and they know their rooms, and they know their locations, and they're roaming our cities all over. And some of them are coming in right now through our borders. But then you have a nation that, as we are, is in serious, serious decline. We have a nation in serious decline. If the communists get away with this, it won't stop with me. They will not hesitate to ramp up their persecution of Christians, pro-life activists, parents attending school board meetings, and even future Republican candidates, which they do. We must end it permanently, and we must end it immediately. Now that the seal, so important, is broken, the seal is broken by what they've done. They should never have done this. This was an unwritten rule. You just don't, unless it's really bad. But you just don't. But the seal is now broken. In addition to closing the border and removing all of the criminal elements that have illegally invaded our country, making America energy independent and even dominant again, and immediately ending the war between Russia and Ukraine. I'll have it ended in 24 hours. I will appoint a real special prosecutor to go after the most corrupt president in the history of the United States of America, Joe Biden, and the entire Biden crime family. Name a special prosecutor and all others involved with the destruction of our elections, our borders, and our country itself. They're destroying our country. And when I'm reelected, and we will get reelected, we have no choice. We're not going to have a country anymore. I will totally obliterate the deep state. We will obliterate the deep state. And we know who they are. I know exactly who they are. They want to take away my freedom because I will never let them take away your freedom. It's very simple. They want to silence me because I will never let them silence you. They want you silenced. And I am the only one that can save this nation because you know they're not coming after me. They're coming after you. And I just happen to be standing in their way and I will never be moving. On November 5th, 2024, justice will be done. We will take back our country and we will make America great again. Thank you. God bless you all. Thank you. Thank you very much. Great job. Thank you. Thank you for listening. Newt's World is produced by Gingrich 360 and iHeartMedia. Our executive producer is Garnsey Sloan. Our researcher is Rachel Peterson. The artwork for the show was created by Steve Pendley. Special thanks to the team at Gingrich 360. If you've been enjoying Newt's World, I hope you'll go to Apple Podcasts and both rate us with five stars and give us a review so others can learn what it's all about. Right now, listeners of Newt's World can sign up for my three free weekly columns at Gingrich360.com slash newsletter. I'm Newt Gingrich. This is New Twirl. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ever thought about owning a piece of history? Introducing the Newt Gingrich Contract with America coin from Legacy Precious Metals. My limited edition silver coin celebrates the historic Republican victory in 1994, marking a turning point in American politics. Give a gift with real historical weight this season. Order now at NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. That's NewtGingrichSilverCoin.com. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. 